Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 35, the relationship advice episode for a belated Valentine's Day. No, I'm just kidding. Of the Game Groups podcast, the all-encompassing weekly gaming podcast from us, the Good Eye Groups. My name is Matt, and today I'm joined by Mike and Josh. No Paul this week. Hopefully he'll be back next week. But guys, let's get right into it. Instead of just asking you how you're doing, I want to ask everyone what the peak of their week has been. I'll go first, actually. I never go first in the peak of the week, so I'm going to go first and give you guys a little extra time to think about your peaks. My peak, it's going to be quick. I'm going to be very quick about it because I'm going to talk about it a lot more later, but my adventures in Guild Wars 2. I am obsessed with this game. I'm having such a good time. So fun. There's like one, there's really like one thing that I'm taking issue with, and I'll talk about it later, but it's it's one thing, and it's 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 sort of a major thing, but I think I'll be able to get over it. It's just going to take some getting used to, but I'm loving Guild Wars 2. That's been the peak of my week. Josh, what's the peak of your week, sir? The peak of the week is uh, happening right after this podcast. <laughs> in uh, like an hour. <laughs> in like an hour. Uh, Elden Ring is finally coming out. Uh, we can all collectively get our uh, From Software dicks out and beat them finally. Oh, uh, It's going to be a blast. Also, honorable mention to my boys over at Blizzard uh, with 9.2. Uh, it's been actually a lot of fun. Uh, I've been enjoying it. It's been, been a good little release. Yeah, I figure you'll talk about it a little bit later, but I know that yep. you have posted some really good-looking screenshots of the new zone on Twitter. So if, yep. uh, if you're on, on the old Twitter with the Goodnight Groofs, uh, go check out Josh's Twitter account. Some good screenshots. Mike, the peak of your week. Probably going to join Josh on Elden Ring came out, so we'll just say that. <laughs> All right, perfect. You guys are easy this week. Very easy. Yep. I mean, Elden Ring is its kind of a big deal, as the great Rotten Burgundy would say. It is It is effectively like Jeff Keighley having a child, uh, because he pretty much is the amount of times he showed it at the Game Awards. <laughs> he is a proud father today. <laughs> All right, let's move on to trending topics. In trending topics, I give our panelists a choice between three search terms. They have to tell me which term they think got the most searches over the last seven days via stats from Google Trends. We're going to play three quick rounds. All right, round one, End of Dragons, Legacy of the Sith, or Patch 9.2? I, I feel like it's got to be some mixture of Legacy and... Uh, oh, not Legacy, sorry. Fuck it, I'm going 9.2. I'm not even going to get into my reasoning. I mean, it's going to be 9.2 because more people play WoW than anything else, so... The answer... Legacy of the Sith, and it was not Why? even close. Good old Star How? Wars. <laughs> it was not even close. I didn't even know that the announcement happened <laughs> until today when I saw it on my Google feed. Announcement. It released. It's out. I feel whatever. <laughs> I feel like so many people like look up like holy shit, this sounds really cool. Yeah. And then they look it up and they realize it's Swotor and it looks like shit. Yeah, no, that happens like with with movies and stuff too. Like the internet clamors for something, and then it comes out, and no one goes and sees it. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> this sort of thing happens all the time. All right, round two: Lost Ark, Elden Ring, or Horizon Forbidden West. Elden Ring, Lost Ark. This one also not even close. It was Lost Ark. Yeah. Fuck, it's gotta be. Everybody's googling that shit. Everybody's looking. Everyone's up how googling to it. Yep. And realizing that there's nothing good out there in terms of U.S. or English like instructions on anything. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, the supplemental material sucks online. Mike, uh, untapped market there. So uh, <laughs> take some notes. 
Take no. some notes. We're <laughs> we're introducing that. a new section to goodnightgroups.com. It is just it's a lost ark wiki and it is uh on the website right now. Absolutely not. <laughs> Shadow drop. Shout out to Jeff Keeley. Uh Mike didn't know about this before the podcast, but uh he's got uh-huh. a lot of work to do. He's not gonna be playing Elden Ring tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Round three. Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, or Toby Maguire? Tom Holland, because Uncharted was so dog shit. Oh, so bad. Why would anyone be searching the other two? Tom Holland. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna shit if someone has. Unless they're like, Andrew Garfield's charismatic. Maybe they did. No, it's Tom Holland. It, it's definitely <laughs> Toby Maguire barely registered. Uh, he was like on the little bar graph that they give you on Google Trends. He, I don't even know if you could see the color of his bar on the bar graph. <laughs> Toby. Andrew Garfield, not too far behind Tom Holland, though. But he's been in like other big stuff lately. Like, wasn't he in a like a Netflix uh, yeah. movie or something? So yeah. He's been in things. All right. Let's move on to the big question. We took from another groove this week. Again, I, I didn't write it this week. This is Josh's big question. MMOs and MMORPGs in particular seem to be making a resurgence. It appears as though we may be entering a new era, similar to that of 2009 to 2011. Regardless of your feelings on the quality of games like New World and Lost Ark, you can't refute the massive success that their launches have had. In fact, Lost Ark quickly ascended to number two all-time on Steam's top concurrent players list, sitting behind PUBG, which holds a record that may honestly never be broken. Meanwhile, Final Fantasy XIV has been so successful since the launch of its Endwalker expansion in December that they had to stop sales and turn off the ability to create new accounts and are only beginning to allow free trials again just this week. World of Warcraft just released the long-awaited Patch 9.2 this week, and although not a juggernaut on the same level, Guild Wars 2 will see the launch of its third expansion, End of Dragons, on Monday. And for what it's worth, Star Wars The Old Republic launched a new expansion earlier this month, though the reception has been lukewarm. So, here's the question. Is this new MMO renaissance similar to what we saw a little over a decade ago, or will this one be different? Is there a particular reason you think people are craving MMOs again? All right, Josh. Now, last week, Mike wrote the question, and I went to him first, and he wasn't ready for it. He said, I was just asking a question. I didn't have an answer for it. I was curious. <laughs> but Josh, I think you have some thoughts on this. So I'm going to go to you first. You ask the question. You give us the first answer. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I actually haven't written anything out as far as an answer goes. I'm just going to kind of shoot it off the hip. Oh, perfect. All right. I, I generally think people are craving MMOs because it's just been long enough without new releases. We've been with the big really the big two and like a couple smaller ones underneath for a while now i mean really since 2010 2011 you know we had guild wars 2 we had a, a uh eso we had a you know warcraft obviously as always and then we you know had final fantasy with final fantasy reborn and that's really been the major ones i mean you've always got your smaller ones but those have been the ones that have really been at the forefront and finally all the hype and talk about the ones that are coming out are coming out or releasing in, you know, uh, American markets. And I think people are finally realizing how much they missed having something to just attach to, I think is the biggest thing. Because a single-player game is, it's a, it's a single-player game. It's only going to last so long. You know, you could technically get 100, 200 hours out of certain single-player games, but at the end of the day, it's done. You, you've ran through it, it's over. Whereas an MMO like Lost Ark, 
uh, New World technically for a little while there. You can sink some time into it and get invested into it and at least have the expectation that more is going to be there and it's going to be invested in. It's almost like, okay, finally, there's this opportunity for me to sink my teeth into something and not sit here and have to wait for the next big game release or wait for the next big multiplayer shooter release or whatever it is you're looking forward to. It kind of gives you a chance to just sink some time into it and, and dive headlong into it, which is really nice. And I think, to me, that's something I think of all of the games, I think Lost Ark has done really well, actually. Because I think New World had all that all that opportunity in the world, but we clearly see how bad they absolutely comestered and dumpstered their opportunity to you know capitalize on that market. But Lost Ark has certainly come in and said, all right, here's my opportunity, here's my chance, here you go. Here's the giant world to explore, and here's all this shit to do. And I think people have just been clamoring for that because people have played WoW to death. People have done not everything there is to do in WoW, but you know they've unlocked their achievements. They've done their raids. They've seen what there is to see. Final Fantasy, most people have been through the story. People are going through the story. It's just a new opportunity for people to jump in and actually explore things. And I, let's be honest as well. People, I think, have been missing jumping into a world for the first time again. As much as New World sucks oh, yeah. absolute ass now, it is so much fucking fun to jump into an MMO with a whole group of people for the first time. Everyone is on that grind. Everyone is just getting degenerate and sweaty. Oh, yeah. It's fun. It's awesome. And I think it's it's something to look forward to. Like God knows when Ashes of Creation will come out, but that's going to be fucking cool when it does. And everyone's just going to be piling into these zones, having a blast, doing their thing. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. And I'm, I'm just excited to see it. And... I'm not sure how similar it is to a decade ago. We were definitely getting more releases a decade ago, but I think I'll kind of close it and throw it to whoever next. Everyone was trying to make a WoW clone uh, in 2010 and 2011. I mean, it was the big game. It was at its peak in Wrath with, you know, 10 million plus subscribers. And I think the biggest thing now is people are getting a little original with their concepts and people are taking those new ideas and making new MMOs with those concepts. They're not saying, hey, we're just the next WoW game with tab targeting. They're saying, hey, fuck it. We're an ARPG top-down MMO, and it actually works like really fucking well. Uh, or hey, at least principally speaking, uh, we're New World. Our crafting is really good and fun, and if we could you know, maybe somehow capitalize on that and not be fucking morons, you know, there's a good opportunity there. I, it, it feels the same, but very, very different at the same time. I really like that point that you made about it's been like long enough since the massive success of WoW that we are seeing companies just want to do something different instead of trying to just copy it. Rift, which I think is a good MMO, it doesn't have a population anymore. Like there's just no one really to play with. It still exists. You can play it. But their whole marketing thing was on their first trailer, we're not in Azeroth anymore. And they immediately, right out the gate, compared themselves to WoW. And that was really probably they were DOA because of that. I mean, you can't compare yourself. You can't be a clone, somewhat clone of the biggest game out there, compare yourself directly to it, and then expect that you're just going to topple it. And it, it took a long time, but companies finally realized it. And then we had that really quiet period. New World is sort of the beginning of this new MMO renaissance. And I know that's weird to say because of how unpopular the game has been become now and how much of a joke it's sort of become but it was the first major western mmo release since eso in 2013 almost 10 years 
So because of that, I really do think we're entering a new era. You know, Lost Ark quickly followed it up. People are really hungry. And I think these large AAA Western-based devs are seeing these successes and they're going to be willing to take large financial risks again. Uh, Wink, wink to Riot. Uh, because they are finally entering the fray. Even like Destiny 2, which a lot of people would call more like an MMO light. But l- let's be honest, it's it's still targeting the same kind of player. Destiny 2, it's had massive success. Developers are seeing that, that a major AAA MMO type game is having success. And if nothing else, MMO launches are pretty much always just massive cash dumps for these companies. There's really nothing else like an MMO launch. It's a really unique and fun experience like you talked about. Even like WoW Classic at launch was an amazing... Ex- the game was how old? 15 years old when, uh, really when it re-released. And it was some of the most fun I've had in gaming in the last 10 years. And a game like New World, it may not end up with a long tail, but the initial box sales were substantial. And I also think an evolution in monetization is going to help with all this. I think things like an optional battle pass instead of a subscription fee in future MMOs could be a good thing. The way a game like Palea is doing cosmetic monetization, where you can also get stuff in-game, but you can purchase stuff, but there's not a sub-fee. I don't, I'm pretty sure they've said there's not a box fee. It's really just in-game cosmetics, and it's not everything. Like, a big thing in Palea will be customizing your house. They're not going to be... Uh, charging for furniture. It's just going to be costumes, so it's not everything. But I think that companies getting creative with how they monetize these games, these live service games, which is really what MMOs are, is going to be really interesting going forward. And I think that's going to lend itself to this renaissance and this evolution of the genre. But Mike, we haven't heard from you. Let's hear your thoughts on this. I know of the three of us here today and of the four normal participants on game groups you are the least big into mmos but you do still play some of them you're really enjoying lost ark you you love guild wars 2 i'm really curious to hear what you think about this are we in a new renaissance of mmos probably i renaissance is a weird word for me i you know what i i think i would call it more of a fad right now and i feel Mm. like I don't know how long it's going to last, mainly because... Okay, so let's let's target the second part of the question. The why do people want to play MMOs? The last two years, and shaping up for this third year, have been utter shit. And <laughs> people don't... People needed things to do. And the things... The MMOs that are having huge success right now, like Lost Ark, are, and even like Guild Wars 2, and even Final Fantasy, they were... The ones that offered free ways to play. So people are like, yo, I'll just go do this. People want, are looking to be able to, you know, have social interactions with people again. People found Twitch. People found, people found Twitch, like people like Asmongold. And they're like, oh, he's playing an MMO like, well, I'll go play an MMO like, well, it'll be fun. Or he's playing Final Fantasy or he's playing Lost Ark or right now he's playing Elden Ring. I don't know if I would call this a renaissance as much as, like I said, a fad. I think it's popular right now because people need things to do. People need escapes. People need people to talk to. And the easiest way to do that is an MMO. I mean, Lost Ark is good. I, I will I will say that. I, I enjoy it. I think it's the best substitute for a Diablo-style MMO that people have wanted. 
quality of MMOs being released, much to Josh's point, has increased. People are doing things differently. And that's just mostly a sign of the times with gaming. I mean, everyone's trying to do something different rather than just copy, which is good for getting new entries into the market. Paleo, I think, will be great with the caveat that there's enough to do in it. Yeah. Additionally, smaller companies can launch MMOs because the technology exists so that they can actually do it. And there's funding, ways to get funding that actually exists so that they can actually do it. So maybe it's a new renaissance. It's going to be very different from before. I think you're going to get MMOs in the non-traditional sense. I don't think you're going to see another tab target MMO ever. I'll say ever. Ashes of Creation is half tab target. You're not going to see a World of Warcraft tab target. What about system. the uh, the Riot MMO? What do you do? You think that's definitely going to be action combat? It's not going to be fully tab target. I guarantee that. A man can dream. I feel like Riot's too good at game fill to do all tab target. This is coming from someone that actually likes tab target a lot. I feel like they would nail in like an action com probably probably an action combat tab target variety. If I had to guess, but I, I would almost expect something Guild Wars S from the Riot MMO. Yeah, I, I would probably expect something like that as well. To be honest. I would expect Smite with better handling. I think tab targeting is just ancient. Don't say <laughs> it. I don't want it to die. Here's the thing with tab I'm targeting. Good with it dying. Here's the thing. Tab targeting has been nailed down to a science because guess what? There's one game that does it fucking perfectly. Right. And there's a reason people play it even when the content is shit because it feels so fucking good and that's wow. It feel it, it just the game feel is perfect for wow as far as tab targeting goes. Because you try to switch over to Final Fantasy. I'm sorry, my Final Fantasy brethren. Like, the tab targeting just is not as good. Just an example, not to go on a rant, but, like, just an example, you tab target, like, if you're tanking in WoW and you tab target something, the mob you need to taunt or attack, you tab and it targets it. You tab target in fucking Final Fantasy. I'm fighting a beetle. It targets an elephant. 50 yards away for some fucking reason. Like that, that to me is just an example. I think of why people are probably just <laughs> never going to fuck with it again. Cause you can't beat it. As far as trying to copy wow's tab target rift does do a really good job of that. If that's something that you're interested in playing rift does a really good job with their tab target. I think final fantasy does pretty well. The, the problem has always been their longer global cooldown. So it just has a different feel. No, Final Fantasy's tab targeting is actual ass. I can't <laughs> confirm. Yeah, in it's, it's in the short time that I played it, there were many times where it was like tab and you target something not even in the same room as you. And you're like, why? <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> the question of is it similar to 2009 to 2011? I think Josh made a good point earlier and we, we touched on a little bit about how at that point, a lot of the games are trying to be WoW clones. I don't think they're... I mean, we, we've talked about it, but they're not trying to do that anymore. They're, they're trying to do something different. They know they have to bring something different to the table. And WoW isn't the same game it used to be, so it's really not something that you necessarily even want to copy in 2022. So I do think it's a new era. I don't think it's necessarily similar to the old era, but I do think the excitement around the genre is similar to that era, just not the games themselves. Well, it might actually be nicer too, like with these Paleas and well, okay, it wasn't Titan Reach one that shit the bed, but with these yeah. uh, 
with these smaller scale MMOs almost, it'll be nice to maybe not go into an MMO with the expectation that you're about to lose the majority of your life on it. I get that's kind of the point with a lot of MMOs, but with the giant resurgence, it not being your one is, is kind of a nice idea because it almost felt like everyone was chasing that high in 2010 and 2011. Whereas now it's a little more, hey, just you know, play our game for a little while, chill out, and then go play something else. That's what I've, I'm loving about Guild Wars 2 and the horizontal progression. It's, it's one of those games where if you had the best gear 10 years ago when the game launched, you still have the best gear today. So you can just stop playing the game for a year, come back, and it's really just based on how well you reacclimate yourself to the combat. It's, it, it's not, it doesn't have anything to do with your gear. So I, 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 Guild Wars has a much bigger skill element to it, really, than a lot of other MMOs uh, at the similar level of, of population. Any final thoughts on this before we move on? I, I think um, if, if MMO discussion is something you're interested in, keep an eye on, on Goodnight Groove stuff going forward. That's just a little tease for you. But any final thoughts on, uh, on this? New World was bad, and it makes me sad. That's all I got. New World was ma- bad, and I'm really happy I called that New World was bad. <laughs> New World was bad, and I'm, it makes me kind of mad. <laughs> all right. Let's move on to a brand new mini game. I'm calling it Views Go Up. I don't know why. I just literally couldn't think of any other name. <laughs> this mini game was suggested to us by Derek versus the World, one of our Patreon supporters. And hey, Derek, message us uh, a suggestion for a name for this mini game if you have one, and uh, and we'll take it as long as it's good. If it unless if it's if it's bad, then I'm not gonna take it, Derek. I'm sorry, but mine's bad too. It's okay. All right, he wrote in with the following. (laughs) I was listening to the podcast and heard you guys say Fall Guys fell off the map, which to most people it did. But as I'm typing this, it has more people watching Fall Guys on Twitch than people watching Red Dead Online, Sifu, Cyberpunk, Elder Scrolls Online, Starcraft 1 and 2 combined, Dark Souls, The Sims, and Mario Maker 2. I often look at the most viewed games on Twitch and and it's always interesting. This gave me an idea for a game for the show. Name two games. And guess which one currently has the most viewers on Twitch? Like right now, Street Fighter V has more than Fortnite, which is interesting. It's fun to see games like Fall Guys having a lot of people watching it. Among Us has 17k right now, and Mario 64 is right below that. A popular streamer can throw off the numbers. Like right now, Fable 1 has more viewers than Pokemon Legends Arceus. Lost Ark and GTA are close at 1 and 2 with about 150k. All right, so in views go up, I give our panelists a choice between two games. I ask them which one currently has more viewers on Twitch right at this moment. The panelists can make the same guess, but whoever made the most correct guesses at the end wins. We're going to play six rounds. Holy fuck. What a fantastic fucking, like, did he type that? Did you, Derek, did you type that shit? Yeah, Derek typed that up. That was Derek's Holy write-up. Fuck, my boy could write a fucking big question. <laughs> <laughs> Are we ready? And Mike, you're, uh, you're keeping the score over there? Sure. All right. <laughs> really, it's really hard considering there's only two of us. Yes, it's true. I'm struggling right now. Round one. Who currently has more viewers on Twitch? Grand Theft Auto Five or Lost Ark? Oh, GTA Five. It's got to be. Just depends on if XQC is doing or not. Lost Ark, because I'm pretty sure XQC is playing Elden Ring. Fuck this. Oh, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> the answer: Grand Theft Auto Five. It has 262,000 viewers. Lost Ark has 60,000. So GTA Damn. 5, about 200,000 more. <laughs> GTA RP is just nutty, man. Round two, League of Legends or Dota 2? 
shit. Is there a, is there a championship going on right now? <laughs> Fuck it. League of Legends. League of Legends. So I thought it was interesting when I wrote this yesterday. It was the other way around. Dota 2 was actually above. But right now, League of Legends, 110K. Dota 2, 47K. Where's Heroes of New Earth? <laughs> oh, God. Why would uh, you hurt me? Here, heroes of New Earth. Oh my God! I, that's coming in old. at ninety-three viewers. <laughs> it's not zero. <laughs> Holy shit! Only one English streamer. Oh my God! Are they just playing all bots? Jesus Christ! That's incredible. All right, round three: Fortnite or Call of Duty Warzone? Ooh, ooh, that's a go. Call of Duty. This is hard because I don't know any big streamers for either. Me neither. Fuck it, we'll go Fortnite. Alright, so these are only separated by one game. Lost Ark is smack dab in the middle of them. Fortnite, 95k. Call of Duty Warzone, 56k. Damn. Hey. The emotes got, got me on that one. And the next round, Guild Wars 2 or The Elder Scrolls Online? Oh boy. <laughs> Both are so... Just what? Goddamn! Fuck you, Matt. These are always very, very close, and it really depends on if Mighty Teapot is streaming Guild Wars Two. Yeah, it's up to Mighty Teapot. I don't know his stream schedule though. Uh, we're we're putting our we're putting our uh, kettle on the fucking stove, baby. Uh, I'm going Guild Wars Two just because the combat's better. I don't know. Combat's really bad. So. Is Mighty Teapot streaming right now? <laughs> that is, is the uh, question. He's British, right? Pretty late there. Y'all think about this shit. We'll go ESO. I don't. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the answer: Mighty Teapot is streaming right now. Fuck. However, <laughs> however, oh, no! the, <laughs> the Elder Scrolls nine hundred ninety three viewers, Guild Wars two nine hundred fourteen viewers. Mighty Teapot has about a half of the Guild Wars two stream views. Oh my god, that's nuts, bro. Next round, Destiny 2 or World of Warcraft? Oh my god. Both are so uninteresting to watch. <laughs> this is coming from someone that streams a lot of WoW. But Asmongold's not live. He stopped. He Yeah, well, he does Lost Ark anyways. He was, he was doing Elden Ring. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an ape. I am a literal <laughs> fucking yep, ape. Pretty much. It's fine. I'm going... Uh... Not wow. <laughs> I fuck it. I, I'm going to go wow because fuck you, Destiny. It's probably Destiny. Destiny 2, 25K. Wow, 15K. Hey. Wow, 15,000 right. well, viewers? Here, here's the thing. A lot of wow players are playing Elden Ring right now. True, yeah. So, yep. De and Destiny 2 people are just fucking irredeemable bastards, so they just do nothing but play that. They're getting hype for Witch Queen. Oh, that's right. Is it out now? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I'm sorry, Destiny 2 players. I've wronged you. All right. And the final round, Rust or Path of Exile? God. God. Neither. Uh, Rust. Are, oh, God. Fuck it. I, just, I think I've already lost at this point, but Path of Exile. Rust, 20K. Path of Exile, 10K. Honestly, watching Path of Exile is like fucking a cactus. It just isn't good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you get all of them? No. Five to two. Five to, Five to two. two. Wow. I got dumpster. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Which one did you not get? The the Fortnite one? The first one. Oh, Grand Theft Auto and Lost Ark. You were, uh, you were a homer for Lost Ark on that one. I was. 
And then my homering uh, failed me completely, so I should have learned from Mike's mistake <laughs> on the first one. That's a good game. I like that. I picked really major titles for this first one, but going forward, I do want to pick some of those quirky ones that might be having a weird spike or smaller games, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. All right, but let's take a quick break now around the water cooler to discuss the games that we have been playing this week. Mike is uh, in shock right now. I don't know. It has something to do with his Elden Ring download, probably. Maybe it restarted. No, I scrolled down on my Steam store, and there's a game recommendation, and I hate humanity. Um, (laughs) What's a game recommendation? Tuition Academia. (laughs) (laughs) It's My Hero Academia with user tags of anime and hentai. Perfect. Excellent, baby. Let's go. (laughs) Please calm down. (laughs) <laughs> please calm down alright let's uh, let's talk about the games we've been playing this week <laughs> I played Guild Wars 2 and Horizon Forbidden West so I'll talk a little bit about Guild Wars 2 first I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get right into it I'm still loving the game the game is beautiful I think it is one of the most lovingly crafted open worlds I've ever seen it is so well done you don't see copy pasted buildings everywhere you don't see copy pasted environments or landscapes everything is unique i i love that you have the major cities but the towns in the zones are also here did i say this exact same thing last week i might have i sorry well you know what i'm gonna say it again i love that they have <laughs> towns that are large like actual inhabited places the leveling experience is so good exploring is so good i found this hidden like pirate cave that led to this really cool jumping puzzle in pitch black it was so awesome the game just really rewards exploration like any unlike any other mmo i've ever played before i know some other games do a pretty good job of it but i think guild wars 2 might take the cake my only reservation okay and and here's 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 my issue right now i did my first dungeon okay group pve combat is a clusterfuck. It's not like a clusterfuck to the level of ESO because that just felt so terrible to me. But it's still somewhat unorganized and chaotic, at least for me right now. I feel like I have a lot to learn. It just felt like things were crazy. Obviously, you don't have the Holy Trinity in Guild Wars 2. Everyone has their own heals and you don't really have a tank. Everyone just kind of has to avoid attacks and I haven't quite learned how I'm supposed to be doing conditions and boons and stuff yet. So I have a long way to go right now. I will say group PVE feels really overwhelming. I hope that I can eventually get used to it, but it it feels really overwhelming. There's a lot of stuff on the floor that I don't know if I'm supposed to go in or out of the circles. There's, I know Mike, you're raising your hand. I'm going to get to you in a second here. It's like, I'm like, I'm teaching in a classroom. (laughs) It just, it's its very chaotic. There's a lot of particle effects and it's going to take a little while. And the one last thing before, before Mike speaks up on that, I know he's going to, he's going to talk to me about that, but I'm, I, I really have been enjoying the personal story. I feel like it's losing a little bit of steam around level 40 where this, where the story is, is no longer specific to you and your, I guess your, the race that you chose. So it, if, it was like abruptly going in a different direction. So that was kind of weird. Didn't really like that, but I think it'll get better 
during the expansions. But Mike, it Mike is shaking his head. He's saying, no, it doesn't get better. Mike, go off. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, dungeons are not indicative of any type of group PvE combat in Guild Wars 2, period. Okay. They basically discontinued any and all support and development of dungeons before the first expansion. They introduced fractals. Fractals are now their five-man group content. They did not do anything with dungeons in regards to the new uh, elite specs that were introduced in the expansions, which led to um, an actual Holy Trinity existing. They did nothing. They didn't touch them. So everything that you're experiencing in there, it's going to be a clusterfuck because the way, so I assume you did Ascalonian Catacombs. I did. And I loved the story and I loved the environment, but the, the game, the combat itself felt really weird. So back when dungeons were doable and worth doing, Ascalonian Catacombs was one that we would run every day. The strategy is go stack in a corner and wait till everything pulls on top of you and drop everything. That is always going to be a strategy for dungeons because they didn't adjust anything. Yeah, it's going to be messy and chaotic and I don't have a solution for you. Just power through the dungeons as much as you want and then stop doing them. <laughs> That's my solution. <laughs> Did I hear you like slip in there that they sort of do introduce a Holy Trinity with the elite yes. specs? Yeah. Okay, so there is... There are healers. There are healers and there's like taunting tanks and stuff um tanks are weird tanks exist kind of <laughs> thinking changes based on the boss you're doing so in they introduced raids and when you introduce raids you have to introduce a holy trinity or else everything goes to shit um so they have they had their first healer class which was the druid and then the tempest also became a healer class um, the Druid is just better at it because the Druid offers more than just pure healing output, whereas Tempest offers, you will never die, but you won't get any boons. <laughs> Tanking in the first raid um, was based off of toughness. Oh, okay. So whoever had the highest toughness became the tank. Oh, okay. So that's how you decided who was tanking. And then there are classes built for tanking. Uh, not in the sense that they have taunts, um, but in the sense that they have blocks and invulnerable and damage mitigation. So right. those are your tanking classes. And then you don't taunt to keep aggro. You Bosses have different mechanics for aggro. It's either like closest to it or highest toughness or some other thing. You have to pick up something to do a mechanic and then you have oh, aggro. Okay. So... It's boss aggro is boss specific, but there are classes that do tank. I played a Chronomancer, which is a Mesmer who is a tank because Chronomancer has like four or five seconds of invulnerability and blocks and dodges and a whole bunch of just damage mitigation in general. And super fun to play because you have to like time your blocks with the boss hitting you so that you can get your counter abilities, which buff the group and then do a bunch of other stuff. It's very high skill based to tank. A guardian is not a tank and will never be a tank. Oh, good. It will be a healer. It will be a DPS. All right. 
it will be both at the same time because ArenaNet loves Guardian and wants to just yeah. give them everything. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I'll say on that. The personal story, yeah, it falls off at 40. Uh, it never returns. The expansion stories are better. They're better pacing, better everything. I would suggest, I don't know how much living story you can do, like previous living story. I don't know if you can do season one. You might be able to do season two if you pay money. Yeah, I think you can buy all of them. Those are pretty good. They're decent. Um, Scarlet is weird and doesn't have very good motivation. But the writing definitely gets better after the personal story because they realize that everyone doesn't like the personal story where you are a side character to the main character. Who knew? Right. So, yeah. And when you get to the final quest of the personal story let me know and i'll do it with you because it's it's a dungeon oh sweet it's a really bad dungeon (laughs) well it's really good to know that roles do come into play later on in pve because that's that's sort of the thing is like the idea of everyone not being assigned a role and kind of taking care of their own health and stuff like that like the idea of that is cool but it it's so much nicer when you go into a PVE group scenario and you know what you're supposed to be doing. You know what mm-hmm. your job is. And yeah. that that makes I think that makes things a lot more focused and a lot more fun really. Um and it's not it doesn't feel like a free for all. Yeah, open world PVE is going to be a free for all. Take right. care of yourself and do your own deeps. But when you get into fractals, especially high level fractals, usually a support is being brought. You don't need a tank because none of the boss like you should just be avoiding the damage period and then raids you'll need tanks and healers and supports and a lot of dps usually there's at least one dps uh race per raid wing if you do them usually it was uh it was funny though i did the dungeon with paul and our buddy spencer and paul died like six times in the first like two minutes of the dungeon it was it was really pretty funny uh, I also played Horizon Forbidden West. I still need to play more. Seems a lot better than the first game in pretty much every single way. That's exactly what I expected. But I'll wait until I play more to talk about it a little, a little bit more. I know I, I originally wanted to do a review. It's not going to happen. The review embargo for Horizon just dropped way too early. It's too big of a game to be able to make it happen. And uh, also, I've just been obsessed with Guild Wars 2. So I will, I will uh, admit that that was also part of it. Or Sony sent us a review copy and then we'll uh, we'll get it done. But Josh, what did you play this week? It has effectively just been two games. It's been a slow week as I basically sit here and wait for Elden Ring. Uh, Lost Ark, I'm still playing it just very sparingly, like an hour each day or so, just doing a little bit of this story, which has actually gotten better. It's a little more enjoyable. Uh, I play a paladin and the class has certainly fleshed itself out a little bit and is... As much as it's a support class, you still do a shitload of damage and it's still really satisfying to play. But I can kind of see how by the time you get to max level and start to get all your skill points, how it builds into a support role and not just a heavy AoE damage role. Uh, but yeah, I played Lost Ark. The main main thing I've really been playing this week has definitely been 9.2. Uh, wow. Uh, the Eternity's End patch uh, released, which I assume we'll have for the next year and a half, so get used to it, everybody. <laughs> It's it's good. I, I I think it's 
about the best we can hope from Shadowlands 9.2 is. The zone, I'll, I'll say this, I was incredibly skeptical of the zone when I first saw pictures of it. I was like, this is just destiny. It doesn't look like anything that should really be in WoW. It doesn't give me the WoW fantastical vibe. It just felt off. But about the second I zoned in uh, from the story the storyline like starting, it kind of clicked. I, it's it literally almost immediately it just like clicked. The music is the best we've gotten in Shadowlands yet. Wow. It is really, really good. It's better than any of the other zone music. People can fight me on that if they want, but it, it's it's really, really good and it builds the atmosphere incredibly well. It does a great job of building a sense of wonder while also feeling like wow at the same time. It doesn't feel like they've gone too far out of scope. Uh, the as far as like the daily content to just keep you invested, it's it's nice. They have not bukkakied me with dailies and bullshit to do. They have said, if you want, like you can you can go hard in the paint if you so desire. You can fucking go balls deep and have a blast. Go for it, bud. They don't give a shit. But to be effective, to just get to heroic level rating in a reasonable time, log on for an hour at most each day. Run through your dailies, do your deal, play a little bit, kill a kill a rare or two here and there, and you're good. You're done. You don't have to do it. Uh, obviously, you can still do your mythic dungeons, your raids, whatever it may be when the raid comes out. You know that's fine and dandy. But the daily content, they just they really hit the nail on the head, and it's it's honestly a lot of fun. The the world or the zone they've created is really fun to explore. It's big. It's sizable. It's probably one of the biggest they've made in a minute as far as the last patch goes. Honestly, it's nowhere near Argus big just because Legion was on another level, but it's certainly bigger than like the Timeless Isle from Pandaria. It's it's big. So, I mean, I'm, I'm happy with it. Uh, the story is still dog shit, but nothing's going to fix that in a day. Hopefully 10.0 will do that. But I, I'm excited. I for, for the first time in a long time, I'm excited because 9.1 uh, Corthea was not good. Straight up. It was bad. It was just more of the mall. There was nothing to write home about it. And while this this does feel a little over the top for WoW, which is saying a lot because WoW is just makes a living off being over the top, it just feels <laughs> like they've almost reached out of their scope from a story perspective. But for what they're working with and for what they've created, it works. And I don't necessarily think it'll be enough to propel people to just continue to play Shadowlands until 10.0 releases. But for steady WoW players, it'll probably keep people's time enough at least for about two to three months, I'd say, uh, you know, until you clear the heroic raids, get your tier sets and move on from that point. I'm I'm pretty pleased with it, though. I'll have to talk some, you know, read you play some more 9.2 and really get a feel for it. See how it plays out at the end of those two months. But I think overall they, they've done well with it and hopefully it, it does well with 10.0 around the corner. Well, sorry, around the corner, somewhere down the interstate. But yeah, uh, it's been a good time. I think Shadowlands might end up being the era of wow the expansion that i end up playing the least uh, i am kind of getting an itch to play like an alt so we'll, we'll see what happens with that it's a little more alt friendly now for sure uh they finally made it to where you can just straight up buy ketchup gear with like anima and anima is easy to get so you can just do that and it's wonderful it'll just get you up to the level you need to be wow and it's uh it's nice because to your point as far as shadowlands being the one you've played the least I've played a good bit of Shadowlands, but I'm kind of right there with you. I think it's the expansion I've played the least, and Mortal of the Draenor was a thing. If I ever <laughs> did a tier list on here, Shadowlands would probably be last, unfortunately. 
Now, are are you are you gilded right now? Are you in a guild or are you guildless? I'm I'm playing with a guild, so I mean we we've done some mythics. I'm trying to raid okay. probably one night a week, um, maybe two, depending on when the second raid night is. Um, but I do want to see how the raid content looks because yeah. I mean let's I mean it, it's a wow. No matter how bad the story content systems are, the rating is always going to be good because it's the best in the business right now. And it still hasn't been toppled. Yeah, group PVE content in wow is is always top tier it's always good yeah. stuff always a yeah. ton of fun mike would you play this week i've been playing lost ark uh i got my first continent 100 percented so i have a cool little beetle mount that is uh real quick and i like it it's ugly though but you know it goes fast and makes very little noise which is way better than some of the other mounts that are annoying <laughs> Outside that, I don't have much to say about Lost Ark. I've just been playing it. It's large. I'm trying to get to tier two right now, and that's going to be work. But, you know, you get that rush of adrenaline when you fail an 80% roll on honing your your armor and your armor fails. <laughs> so, you know, it is what it is. I have also been playing, I've been playing a little bit of Apex. I don't know why oh. I just have been. I'm hoping to get into a group, into a club with some Apex players and maybe actually play more of it. I do enjoy it. I would say it's probably my favorite Battle Royale. That being said, I haven't played a lot of it. I played most of the first season and most of season eight. So I'm trying to get back into it. But that's been my week. It's not very exciting. Lost Ark is good. Just doing my grind and getting progress in the things that I find important and playing Apex and hopefully playing Elden Ring in 30 minutes. Hey, hey, look, if an <laughs> MMO doesn't feel like a second job and a third job and a fourth job, then they aren't doing it right. You want to be married to that MMO like I'm like I'm married to my wife, but I'm having an affair with WoW on the side. Uh, I thought you were going to say that you were married to WoW and having an affair with your wife. You know, it depends on the uh, expansion that's out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, WoW was my first love, okay? All right, my wife listens to the podcast, so uh, love you, love you. All right, let's move on to <laughs> audience questions. Love you more than WoW. Hey, it's true, I do. Okay. Um, every week we address audience questions, comments, or concerns. We take questions from our supporters on Patreon at patreon.com. So goodnight groups where you can leave your questions in the comment section of the previous episode's post. The $1 tier will get you access to these submissions. We also take submissions at gamegroups at gmail.com, but our patrons will always receive priority. However, in this case, I think the submission came via DM to Mike, and then Mike sent it to me. I don't know how this happened. But anyway, it eventually got to me and went into the show notes. This is from Pan Pan. So the question is, a leaked trademark shows that Behavior Interactive may be working on a title called Hooked on You, a dead by daylight dating sim. This sort of spinoff sounds crazy, but it's not alone. What are some of the wilder spinoffs you've seen? Now, before we answer the question, I want to say, what exactly do we think hooked on you a dead by daylight dating sim is going to be? Is do you think it's actually going to be a dating sim, or is it going to be a like a joke and it's going to be something completely different, subvert that expectation? What the hell is this thing? I think it's a dating sim. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a legitimate dating sim. There is um, too much. There's a large portion of the DBD fan base that sexualizes. Oh, no. 
everything in that game. Oh, so, boy. <laughs> are you gonna fuck Michael Myers in this thing? Is that roughly what we're getting at here? I think he's gonna fuck you, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, brother! Come oh, on, Michael, let's hey. hop into bed. Listen, uh, I was watching a streamer who was discussing this, and she asked us, "Who would you date? You can't name any survivors because that's too easy. There's too many attractive ones, and you know." Clowns on the list. Michael Myers, sure, why not? Freddy Krueger. Oh God, no! Ew. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Get, get finger blasted by the knives. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's move on to the actual question here. Um, yeah. I'll I'll go first. So my answer, just to reiterate the question, what are some of the weirder spinoffs you've seen? So some of the recent Zelda spinoffs have been weird. Uh, between Hyrule Warriors and Cadence of Hyrule, just kind of weird. Uh, I feel like it's weird that Nintendo is branching out and letting other developers utilize their IP. I understand these games did fairly well, but it, it was strange. The Persona franchise is a franchise that has a bunch of different weird spinoffs, especially the dancing games. I mean, it makes sense being like a a Japanese studio for some for some reason in my mind that actually makes sense, but it, it in the, to Western audiences, it's strange. Um, and then Pokemon, they've had some weird ones too. Like, Mike, do you remember Pokemon Conquest, a historical military tactics RPG? No. Look up Pokemon Conquest sometime. I think it was on the DS, maybe the 3DS, but I think it was on the DS because I think it was. I think it's about ten years old. Super weird. Anyway, those are those are my choices here. Josh, what about you? So, I struggled with this question. So the easy one is uh, for me, Halo Wars. Oh, yeah. Because good God, that shit was terrible. Don't you know, it probably was fine. But let's just be clear here. RTS is not my thing. I hate it. It's dog water. Uh, so when that happened, I was like, all right, I'll give this a shot. I'll, I'll fuck around with this cabbage patch and see what's going on. Should not have done that. Did not like that game. It was not my here, here, okay, look, I want shit all over Halo Wars. I don't know how it was. I can't say it was shit. Halo Wars is a good game. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's bad. That said, I hated it, so it's bad. And uh, <laughs> anyone who likes it clearly has a poor taste in games. Some of the sequels, I think, for Halo Wars were, were okay, but I remember the reception wasn't great for the first one. I think it's just because you have a bunch of like brain-dead people like me who want to <laughs> just like shoot people. Um, and then you give them the capacity to play a uh, strategy game. And much like apes, we just throw shit at each other. <laughs> so that's kind of what it turned into for me. Mike, what about you? Sorry, I'm too busy looking at Pokemon Conquest. And holy shit, I would play the fuck out of this game. <laughs> okay. Question. What is the weirdest thing in Majig? You know, most of the like, like Mario and Sonic at the, at the Olympics. I, <laughs> yeah, true. What? At this point, they're not like wild because they're pretty much just expected. But I, the first one's got to be weird. And I've played them. They're not great. Josh, do you not know what this is? This was you don't on know about Mario and Sonic at the at the Tokyo Olympic or at the yeah at the Tokyo Olympics or at the at the Winter Olympics or. You know, all these great games. I played the most recent one, Tokyo Olympics, and it was fine. It's a party game. It's not great. 
it's it's just okay. <laughs> they exploit these characters. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's weird shit like that. I think that's the only thing that I can think of as a as a spinoff game. That or any of the fucking Warhammer games because they just give that shit out like it's free. They're like, here's our IP. Go use it for something. Oh, you want to make a smut game? Go for it. We don't care. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Games Workshop will pretty much give the IP to anyone. Uh, so much so that that's why the Warhammer Online private servers still exist because they just don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of amazing. Are we gonna get like a Warhammer? A Warhammer? Jesus Christ! It's probably gonna happen. It's gonna happen now. Sorry, I just spoken into existence. Are we gonna get a Warhammer uh, Honey Pop at some point? Can I get some Space Marines with their dicks out? Is that an option here? Uh, you can absolutely find that somewhere. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, rule thirty four at uh, send send your <laughs> Space Marine rule thirty four to goodnight groups at no, no, oh god no. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta believe that Rule 34 DVD has been the reason for Hooked on You. So is this gonna be like, is this gonna basically be a, like a Hatofu, like back to the Dead by Daylight thing, is this gonna be like a Hatofu boyfriend? Like just with like Dead by Daylight characters? I don't know, maybe. I don't know what that, that is, but probably. Hatofu boyfriend is a game where it's a, it's a pigeon dating simulator, or bird dating simulator, sorry. Excuse me? Uh, it's, it's, yeah, you you play as like uh Larry the pigeon, or uh probably more someone like I don't know Ki uh, Kirito because they're all like Japanese. But yeah, you just you know there's there's hot drama between <laughs> Deborah the dove and <laughs> Carl the crow, and you know you just date each other. It's, it's something else. Yeah, I don't know if this will be like a just a visual novel like um like dream daddy or if it'll be like boyfriend dungeon where there's actual gameplay involved but uh, i mean i'm i'm intrigued <laughs> i shouldn't be intrigued but i'm intrigued i will uh, not be playing this <laughs> <laughs> all right let's move on to groove stradamus it's been a little while because there had been no releases really over the last two months it's been very sparse in groups mm -hmm. the panelists and i make predictions for the open critic scores for upcoming games we'll rotate around taking turns to guess the scores of the next few major upcoming releases once all the games have been released we'll check back and see how we did and then make predictions for a new batch of games the panelists with the closest guest as long as it's within three points of the actual score will win the round okay so we're first going to go through last time and see how we did now there's a bonus here because we didn't do this last time. We did it the time before, but it, it was right after it came out. So being an MMO, Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker didn't really have many reviews at the time. However, now it does. It ended up with a score of 93. The closest, Paul, 91 was his guess. He also made the highest guess. All right. So last time we had Rainbow Six Extraction. It ended up with a 72. Again, Paul. 72 on the dot. He's not here to, to gloat. We're okay with that. We're good with that, yeah. I had a 74. Mike had a 75. Josh had a 78. Goddamn. Pokemon <laughs> Legends Arceus, an 84. None of us were close enough. I was the closest at 76. Mike, 67. Paul, 73. Josh, 72. Goddamn, we just dumpstered all over that fucking game. It looked like dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dying Light 2 Stay Human ended up with a 76. Again, none of us were close enough. Mike was very close. He had an 80, but not within three points. Paul, 62. Josh, 69. Nice. And then, of course, my guess was that the game would just be delayed again. So I didn't give it a score. And then Horizon Forbidden West, it has now, it's currently sitting at an 88. It's down a little bit. It was 89 yesterday. It's probably settling here. But Josh was the closest. Josh said 89. So if we had done the podcast yesterday, he would have been right on the dot. I said 95. I was highballing it a little bit. Mike said 93. (laughs) Paul said 91. Elden Ring sitting at a 96 right now. Josh and I said a 94, Paul said a 93, and then Mike and I will tie on this one because Mike said 97, one point too high. I said 95, one point too low. We'll have to go back and see and, and collect all the scores for the previous groups, Domus, because it's a little hard to, to keep it going on the spot, to keep a running score going forward, but we'll have to do that some at some point. But here are the new games. We actually have a lot. These are all March releases. These are eight games releasing in March. To start off, we have Babylon's Fall. I'll go first, then we'll go to Mike, then Josh, and then we'll rotate through that. So we're not all, so it's not the same uh, rotation every time. So I'm giving Babylon's Fall an 85. I think it might be a little bit high, but Platinum Games' previous games were around the same area, and I'm thinking it's probably going to score relatively similarly. So I'm I'm giving an, an 85. I'm going to preface this. I did no research coming up to this entire thing. <laughs> So everything will be based off of basically, if I don't know what the game is, I looked at a screenshot of it. Uh, Babylon's Fall looks very forgettable. So I'm going to say, I don't know, 76. Fair. You know, it's interesting the way you all, I'm definitely not buying for time here and not looking at screenshots at all. You know, it has that potential to be one of those games that has a cult following. I don't know, 83. Cult following games usually don't score well with critics. Uh, sh- don't worry about it. Don't look at the room. Don't watch that movie. <laughs> and I will say that is a March 3rd release. On March 4th, we have Gran Turismo 7. Mike, what are you thinking? I have no clue because I haven't played a Gran Turismo game ever. I've only played Forza. <laughs> so oh, it's a racing game. Probably, I don't know, 85. Fuck it. That's that's the thing. It's a racing sim. If it does the sim part well and it looks as pretty as it probably will with being on PS5, it's probably going to do pretty well, 93. 93? Wow. I certainly feel like I'm lowballing it. My score that I'm giving it is an 83. I think I'm lowballing it a little bit, but they are coming off. And Gran Turismo Sport is what they're coming off of, and it's been a while, and that was a lower score as far as the series goes. So if this is even just better than that, it might get inflated scores, but we'll have to see. All right, on March 4th as well, we have Triangle Strategy. Josh, what are we thinking? This sounds like a hate crime in a game <laughs> because strategy is in the fucking title. Uh, but if it's, you know what? Oh, God, you know what? It does look like fucking, what's that What's that game called? Octopath Travel. Octo- yeah, okay, all right, uh, 83. I'm excited for this game. I think it's going to be great. I think um, as long as it's not convoluted as fuck, it should be fine. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, 90. Whoa. I'm also saying 83. I just think it's going to come in at a score a little bit lower than Octopath Traveler. I just think that game kind of took people off guard and 
blew some people away and had some inflated scores because of that. Although I don't, it's not like I think Octopath Traveler was a bad game. I think it scored right where it should have. I don't think it's a good game. Okay, well, that's fine. <laughs> I think Triangle Strategy is not going to get nearly as good reviews, so that's why I'm saying 83. All right, next game, March 16th, we have Tunic. I'm giving this an 89. I don't think it's going to be quite in the 90s territory, but I do think that people are going to be really charmed by this game, so I'm giving it an 89. I think Fox is cute, so 85. <laughs> okay. Perfect. I'm not revealing my my secrets. <laughs> uh I mean, it is a cute it is like a really cute fox. It also looks like this looks like one of those games where if it like hits off, it's gonna be like I'm calling it now. It's gonna be one of those games for impact because Ooh. it's gonna have some cute little sweet story because it's a fox and it has a single word title. That said eighty seven. Tunic developed by a single developer. Next game, March eighteenth. Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Mike, what are we thinking? Uh, chaos. <laughs> <laughs> I must kill chaos. <laughs> well, I think if I watched the E3 trailer like I did uh, during the E3 Twitch stream, it had no music, so I would have given it a 40. But I think it'll have music <laughs> on release. So I'm going to go with, I don't know, it looks like ass, but probably play fine. 78 god see here's the problem with final fantasy is you can just never tell by looking it up because it all is just yeah. those vaguest similarist like looking ass <laughs> games i don't fucking know 72 why not i have no reasoning behind it other than sure why not when this game was first announced and with the reveal trailer at e3 like mike said it, it was not a good trailer it was a bad trailer the game looked terrible However, I think there were previews recently within the last week or two that were a little bit more favorable, way more so than I thought. But I also think this game, I, I think this game potentially could be like below 60 on Open Critic. But people like Neo Combat and people like Neo and Neo 2. And I, and I think that if the combat's good, if the actual gameplay loop is fun, it could potentially have higher scores, but I'm also going with a 78. So Mike and I are on the same page. Next game, March 25th, Ghostwire Tokyo. What are we thinking? This has the potential to be great in the middle or bad. So all uh, <laughs> <laughs> could literally be one to 100. <laughs> that's a that's a great great way of looking at it. Thank See, you. I, you know, I'm here. I'm here for my solid takes um, and my inability to clearly not be wrong at all. Uh, no, I, this one's honestly probably the hardest one on this fucking list to call. It's just going to go somewhere in the middle is 84. I, I don't know. It genuinely does have the potential to be like good, but it also looked janky as fuck yeah. with the controls. Like it looked like a man just could barely make a turn like at all. So that's sort of my feeling. I think that the story is going to be pretty good. I think the gameplay is going to be fun. But I think there are going to be bugs. I think it's going to feel janky. And I think that's what's going to bring it down a little bit. But I think the other stuff is going to be enough to keep it in the 80s. So I'm giving it an 81. Mike, how about you? Uh, I think this game looks like doo-doo. And I hope I'm <laughs> surprised. I hope I'm surprised on March 25th. Um, so I'm, I'm going to give it like, I don't know, a 67. Wow. I want one of these to be below 70. And I think that one has the potential to be. It looks right. The first trailer I saw, it looked redundant as shit and really bad. 
like it did not look good. I I don't know. Hopefully I'm pleasantly surprised. This will be the final game for the foreseeable future published by Bethesda for a PlayStation console. So are they going to go out and sabotage or are they going to uh, leave with a good product? On a strong See, game? the PlayStation edition, you're going to start the game up uh, and your character actually gets knocked out at the beginning. And as he begins to wake up, uh, you wake up in a cart uh, <laughs> and in fades uh, Elder Scrolls 6 Skyrim. Five Skyrim, not six. Sheesh. That won't be on PlayStation. Yeah, I was going to say. The other prisoner on his character model, his face is replaced with that of the likeness of Phil Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> and then Imagine. the executioner is Todd Howard's face. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Kirby and the Forgotten Land. March 25th. I'm thinking this is going to be a pretty good game. I think people are going to love this game. I don't know if it's enough to go like high 90s. But I do think that people are really going to love this game. I think Nintendo fans are going to love it. I think it really depends on who reviews it at these outlets. But I'm giving it a 91. Mike, what about you? I think this is this year's Odyssey. So I'm going to say 95. Whoa. I mean, Mouthful Mode alone has sold the game. We were just talking uh, before the show. If it is a 95, that would be the first ever 95 on Open Critic, right? It's true. All right, we'll have to see. Josh, what you about can you? Do it, Kirby. Yeah, it honestly it gives me the vibes of one of those games. But like, even if one system's annoying, it brings it down to like an eighty-seven. But I don't know. I think it'd probably be like a, a ninety-three or so. All right. Kirby will only be out on Switch. I think he meant a game system, because I thought about that at first too. Like a like a system. Oh, of gameplay. oh yeah, 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 yeah. System of gameplay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like like uh, Covenants or something. I'm getting Kirby in the Forgotten Land on PC. And I can't wait to join the Venthyr. (laughs) (laughs) Final game, March 25th as well. It's Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Mike, where are we at on this? It looks good. It looks refreshing. It looks like it's going to be high 80s and won't crest 90. So I'm going to say 87. Okay. Yeah, I think Mike kind of hits the nail on the head. I think could be a little bit higher. I mean, I'm not a big fan of Tiny Tina, but God bless them for finally getting away from the like. Uh, what I don't like Tiny Tina. Mike gave me a face. I just she gets on my nerves. Honestly, I think it's a problem that most characters in Borderlands get on my nerves. I just shouldn't play Borderlands to be honest. That said, really, really nice to see them taking a a, a move away from the usual formula. Eighty nine. Eighty nine. Okay. I'm giving it an eighty two. I do think people are going to like it. I do think people are going to like it, but I just think that the magic isn't necessarily there anymore. Maybe this is the one that brings it back, but I do think like the whole Borderlands thing is just kind of played out at this point. And I don't think I also people, people also don't like Randy Pitchford. So there might be that sort of, uh, Oh, I think user reviews are going to be in the thirties, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's, we're not talking about user reviews. It's very possible. All right, well, let's move on. We'll lock those in. I've got them locked in here, and we'll review this. We'll revisit this in late March or early April. A special shout-out. Each panelist is going to give a special shout-out to anyone or anything of their choice from the world of video games and provide a quick reason why this lucky someone is getting this attention. I'll go first. A special shout-out to all of you hardcore gamers out there. I'm really happy for all of you that Elden Ring turned out great and is an early Game of the Year frontrunner. So good for all of you. I'm very happy for you. 
I do want to play Elden Ring at some point. We'll see. I have a lot to play, but uh, good for you guys. I'm happy for you. Mike, your special shout out. All right, Matt, I got a question for you. Sure. Do you eat bagels? Almost every Saturday. Okay. What do you have on your bagel? Cream cheese. Ah, see, I too enjoy cream cheese. And that's <laughs> why my, my shout out is to the cream cheese of gaming. And by that, I mean cream the rabbit and cheese the chow from Sonic. Did you just ruin <laughs> bagels for me? <laughs> These are real people. This is a real character. I am not making this up. Look it up. <laughs> Mike, Mike just ruined my favorite breakfast food. Thank you. I appreciate that. What the fuck is wrong with Sonic? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Everything is right with Sonic. And that one was for Paul because he can't be here. So shouts to Paul. Josh, <laughs> your shout out. Special shout out to our boy Solaire. Praise the sun because Elden Ring is finally out. All right. Well, you guys can go play Elden Ring now. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Game Groups podcast, the all-encompassing gaming podcast from the Goodnight Groups. If you really like the show, we encourage you to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash goodnightgroups, where we currently have three different tiers available. Any and all support is greatly appreciated and will go a long way in improving everything here at the Goodnight Groups. The $3 plus tier, though, will get you access to this very show two days early. So you're getting it Friday instead of Sunday. Now, a special shout out to all of our patrons currently supporting us in the $5 plus tier. That's Ishmael S. and Jeremy R. A round of applause for them, please. We also ask that you take a couple minutes to drop a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you listen on Spotify, one there as well. Spotify, you actually, you have to like listen to the podcast there uh, to actually be able to review it. Kind of a cool system. I actually like that. But if you do listen on Spotify, drop your review there. Everything helps. Make sure to check out goodnightgroups.com for all of our content where you'll find this podcast, GG Replay, actually called Replay now, I should fix that, Southern Fried Groups, Game Reviews, and more. If you go to the YouTube channel, you'll also find shorts that we've been posting a bunch of. Guys, any last thoughts? Don't give up, skeleton, and try tongue butthole. That'll do it for us here today. Gentlemen, go play Elden Ring. Thank you for joining me. Take care, everyone.